Are you captivated by films featuring a basket full of Easter eggs and the stunning good looks of Ryan Reynolds? Hang tight, because in today's episode, we'll be talking about the Disney Plus film, Free Guy. Hello, everyone. Luke Ryan here, and let's dive right into our episode. Now, Free Guy is all about when a bank teller discovers he's actually a background player in an open-world video game. He decided to become the hero of his story, one that he can rewrite himself. In a world where there's no limits, he's determined to save the day his way before it's too late, and maybe find a little romance with the coder who conceived him. Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy are making a wonderful creative team, having worked on several films so far. Their ability to work off each other and giving ideas seems to really suit Ryan Reynolds' improv abilities. The challenging thing is, are we seeing the real Ryan Reynolds in each film and scene? After looking at so many different films Ryan Reynolds has been in, it appears he's often playing the same characters with different intensities. The sarcastic, self-deprecating mentality is always present. Take the Netflix film, The Adam Project, which I really enjoyed. In this, we're getting the standard Ryan Reynolds mixed in with a sense of sadness and urgency. It goes without saying that Deadpool is Ryan Reynolds dialed up to 11. The jokes and meta sense of humour comes at you like a freight train. Now, you might think this is a bad thing, and it's truly subjective. Now, I'm a fan of Ryan Reynolds. He's charming funny, he delivers enjoyable films. The but comes when you watch his films back to back. There isn't enough difference in his characters, so you need to be invested in the story environment that the same character get dropped into. Now Free Guy is one of those cool environments. It's fun and it plays into the video game landscape of the popular game Fortnite. I embrace the pinball energy, the gamer and YouTube cameos, and the fact that there are more Easter eggs than a Cadbury chocolate factory. The appeal of this film is an unabashed sweetness and a goofy enthusiasm that proves irresistible. Combine that with the visually appealing special effects and a score featuring callbacks to Mariah Carey's 90s hits, and the film has everything it needs for a fun experience. Some of the standouts include the special items that Guy uses to escape the game's programmers who seek to shut him down, and the inclusion of the character Dude and the battle using several Disney Marvel properties. Playtime's over. Catchphrase. I don't know what. Come on, man. Get up. Get up. There are three things I love in life. Kicking ass, TBD, third thing here. Gotta love that catchphrase line. For me, some of the letdowns of the film include Taika Waititi's performance. Uh, I get the sense so much of his performance was improvised and the actors on set were probably having a really fun time. But that fun just didn't translate to the screen. While he did provide a different take on the standard CEO boss role, 
I prefer a more subtle and subdued Taika, so he doesn't dominate the film in his effort to overshadow the other actors. I'm just saying, we could make an original game. What? Make an original? Why would I do that when I can make a sequel? Sequel. So we could make it better? IPs and sequels. That is the thing that people want. Let me ask you a question. Okay. You love Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? Mm -hmm. No. If you love Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I made Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I know that you love Kentucky Fried Chicken, why would I make another restaurant called, uh, I don't know, Albuquerque Boiled Turkey? Okay? Mm -hmm. Makes Mm -hmm. no sense, homie. No sense. What am I going to give you? A sequel. Kentucky Fried Chicken Chicken. Part two. Uh, yum. Overall, Free Guy is a really enjoyable film. It provides a light-hearted bit of comedy with a lot of action combined. It's one of the really good films that I go back and rewatch because it's super easy to watch. One thing we should talk about from Free Guy is the massive amount of Easter eggs. Let's have a look at the trend of Easter eggs in Frame by Frame. Have you suffered from reference overdose? Is your movie-going experience played by homages, shout-outs, and quick-flash appearances? Films like Free Guy, Ready Player One, and others like it, they walk a fine line in balancing the amount of pop culture references they contain. Films that do it right allow the audience to focus on the main story with a couple of, did you see that? Or cool, as a reference passes by. Ultimately, it doesn't distract from the main action, but allows the viewer the opportunity to see more things next time they rewatch the film. Take Ready Player One and the amazing car race scene. There are three types of references in this scene. As we follow Parseval driving the DeLorean through the race, we have references that actually interact with our main characters, be it the T-Rex from Jurassic Park or King Kong. You can't miss them. Then we have the secondary references that participate in the action, the original Batmobile. And finally, you have the background references that are often missed in the first watching. They don't distract from the action, but on that second or third watch, when your eye wanders from the main event, you notice them. Free Guy falls into this same category using multiple references to different pop cultures. And for the most part, they get it right. Fox Studios makes use of its new partnership with Disney and the numerous IPs it holds. It all seems balanced until you get to the lightsaber. Now in the cinemas, people cheered. The lightsaber? Fantastic. However, in the film, the lightsaber doesn't work the way it should, bouncing off the muscular arms of dude, making the object meaningless. You could say they were referencing games when a strike doesn't mean a kill, but, you know, who knows? References can also overpower a film and distract from the main story. A prime example of this is Space Jam 2. In the final scene when the characters battle it out in a basketball game, the audience watching is filled with Warner Brothers pop culture references. It's so distracting, you spend more time trying to spot out the characters which are already out of focus, then looking at the main event. Especially when you see characters that do not belong there, like Jack Nicholson's Joker or Pennywise the Clown. Why are they there? This is a kid's film. Finally, homages can be a fantastic way to show your inspiration and admiration for the films that came before. 
But if the balance isn't right, the story suffers and the film flops. Just look at Lightyear, which was praised by critics who easily got the references of space and science fiction films and could see what the film was trying to do. But those references were completely missed by the audience and the film struggled. Well, everybody, thank you for joining me for this week's Movie Interrupted. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review to help us grow. This week's question is, which video game world would you like to experience for a day? Join us next week when we'll be looking at the new Lord of the Rings series on Amazon Prime, The Rings of Power. Goodbye. Waiting for another episode to drop? Tum Drum Media has you covered with a range of podcasts perfect for your daily commute. Why not check out The Curious Audience? Go in pursuit of the unknown with a yaoi hunter. Find out some dirty little secrets from a sex therapist. Or hear the explosive stories of a rock star performing in a battleground. Find The Curious Audience on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.